are all right. <laughs> How are you getting on? How's things? Welcome to the podcast. Live! Kind of. From Cypress Avenue in County Cork. Uh, they've always been very good to me. As you can see here, they continue to be very good to me. More on the points coming up in a second. Um, but here we are. Anybody alive out there? It's like that, uh, that dated Titanic reference. Do people even quote Titanic anymore? Let me tell you the biggest lol I ever got uh, <laughs> in real life, because this is not real life, and gigs are not real life. The biggest lol I ever got in real life was we were uh, queuing up for Centre during school. We were like 13. And this is during the big chicken popcorn craze of 2003, right? Um, hang on, what year was it? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Anyway, there was a chicken popcorn craze because what was happening in this centre in, uh, in, where was it? Fairview? Does it matter? Does this matter? <laughs> anyway, it was a centre near my school, right? Where would you call it? Beside my school at Art School Reach. What would you call that area? I don't even know. You got on top of Griffith Avenue, right? And my brother used to work there. And he told me that they had messed it up where normally they would kind of weigh uh, chicken fillets. And they would kind of be able to figure out the pretty good economy of what chicken fillet roll cost, right? They had no idea how to measure the chicken popcorn, right? So they were just filling the roll for as much chicken popcorn as they could possibly get in it, right? And apparently, according to him, they were losing like eight grand a week on these chicken popcorn rolls. So there was a queue around the corner to get in, right? And I was there... We were all there outside, and there was like a bouncer. <laughs> Centra had like a bouncer. There was a bouncer for Centra, and he was getting a bit rough with some of the lads, and he was pushing them back, right? And as he was pushing them back in the massive queue for Centra, I shouted out, for God's sake, there's women and children down here. And, uh, and it was unlike the response in this room. It was huge, huge uh, <laughs> hysteric laughter. Um, and that's what you can obviously hear. There is no one here. There is, you know, I don't want to say you guys sound guys, you're not real people, you're obviously very important people, but you know what I mean. No one here to inflate my ego and validate me by laughing back, but that's not what this is about because this is a podcast. And we're here live in Cork uh, as, part of, um, <laughs> as part of the live performance support scheme. And I'm going to be thanking the uh, Department of Tourism, Culture, Arts, Scale Talk, Sports and Media in just a second. But before that, you might have noticed there's three lovely pints here. There are three lovely pints. We have my native Guinness. We have a fine cork Murphy's and, and a fine cork Beamish here. Uh, my, mate, my mate, Zach. And you might just look at this, oh, a stout's a stout, right? I've never tried these side by side because, to be honest, I've never wanted to do that with my own money. <laughs> I've never wanted to do that. I've never wanted to spend 16 euro to do that with my own cash. <laughs> but I just paid a very large tax bill for the first time ever. <laughs> and so I'm going to drink it back right now. No, that's not what this is. But... My mate Zach used to tell me there'd be these old lads going into the boozer, right? And they'd be like, uh, right, gives a, gives a Murphy's pint, right? But with a, with a beamish head. And that was the whole thing, is the scaldy lads would be like, is the old, gives a, uh, or, or a Guinness pint, right, with a Murphy's head. They were always mixing it up. And I always thought, <laughs> they're like, I want to, wa give me the perfect woman. She's got the body <laughs> of a beamish, but the mind of a Guinness, you know? And that's what a perfect woman is uh, to these L lads in the boozers. So I'm going to try them. I'm going to let you know what I think. You know, the perfect woman, huh? <laughs> She's a fabulous mother to my two gorgeous kids. She's a slut in the bedroom. I'm pointing at Murphy's now. And she is, I don't know, what's the other thing they say? My granddad told me this thing, right? He told me, four, he said there's four F's, right, that you need to think about when you're trying to woo a woman, right? 
No, it's not even you're trying to woo a woman. It's four, four Fs to remember. I actually shouldn't be telling you this. I don't want to discredit my grandfather. All right, someone said this. <laughs> and he said, when you find a woman, you need to find her, fool her, F her. Why am I getting shy now? He said, fuck her. And then forget her. Uh, <laughs> and I said this to a mate of mine, and he was all like, I've never heard of uh, fooler. That was never one of them that I've heard of. Anyway, look, I'm going to be trying to points. Here we go. This is, by the way, again, thank you to the live performance support scheme with the Department of Tourism, Culture, Arts, Scale, Talk, Support, and Media. Here we go. It is a fine pint. It's a, <laughs> it's a Guinness. It's a Guinness. I know a Guinness. You know, I don't know if I believe the hype of the Guinness. I don't know if I believe the whole, uh, yeah, it was fucking, it was fucking, the, the pipes were too fucking close to the barrel. Now you can fucking taste that. I don't know if that's true. You know, there is apparently this Guinness assurance team. You know, more or less every pint I've poured for myself has been fine. Anyway, this is a Murphy's I'm having now. So uh, I'll let you know what. Ooh. Ooh. This changes everything. It's got a nicer head, Imho. It's got a bit of a darker, uh, bitter, chocolatey kind of uh, flavor on the palate. <laughs> yeah, again, is the Department of Tourism, Culture, Arts, Sport, Celtic, and, uh, and Media. Uh, and this is a beam. I have actually, I do have things planned, by the way. I do have things, but there's things coming up. Well, uh, I got a, um, I'm going to be telling you about my day. <laughs> I'm going to be telling you, no, there's more things. I'm going to be telling you um, about Christmas. And I'm going to be doing my... I do a thing... Hang on, I'm going to do the Beamish first, and I'll get back to... This is just what a podcast normally is. Anyway, this is the Beamish, guys. For those of you listening at home, because it's not always a video. Here we go. Ah. Oh. A bit mute, I'd say. <laughs> it's a bit mute. In Flavortown. Uh, Flavortown is like that episode of Buffy where no one can speak. <laughs> in this pint and you can take you can put that on uh, the bloody poster for Beamish uh, it's an alright head I will of course still drink the whole thing I only have an hour so well you see this is good the lads are going to come back in here <laughs> let me tell you what I fucking think about Christmas baubles will you tell you what I fucking really think about Christmas baubles uh, that is actually a bit that's coming up where I tell you what I really think about Christmas baubles but anyway uh, it's great to be here in Cork I'm on here for a little bit you have the finest hillbillies here, can I say. They're the finest gravy, you know. I've told you this before. I eat my big gravy fiend. I used to go in when I was in London. I'd get the cheap chicken in like a two-pound chicken shop. And I'd go into KFC get the gravy. I'm a gravy hound. Although one time I went in to KFC first to get the gravy. And the woman didn't really know what I was doing. And she literally just gave me gravy with a spoon on top. And she goes, there you are. A little pat on the head. Um... So I have things planned. I got the train down here. I like getting the train. I got the old Ian Road Aaron. Yeah. I tell you, I was thinking there on the way down here. I was looking at me tickets. I said Ian Road Aaron and uh, Jordan, uh, my good friend, who is a frequent collaborator in the show, and Aaron Magathy. They are dating each other. They are both my friends. Aaron Magathy, former guest on this show. Uh, and I thought it'd be funny, right? How funny would it be if Aaron, my friend Aaron, uh, uh, had an affair with a guy called Ian, and I would be there talking to Jordan, and I'd be like, man, Ian rode Aaron. And he'd be like, trains. And I'd be like, no, man, I'm like, honestly, you're, you're not getting what I'm saying. Your heart's going to be broken when you finally know I'm, I'm not talking about trains. And listen to me, Ian rode Aaron. And he'd be like, yeah, like trains. And I'd be like, no, Ian rode Aaron. Uh, and then I'd be like, she fucked another man. Right? <laughs> And he'd be like, who? 
and then I'd have to just be like, I don't know, fucking Rosie from Thomas the Tank Engine. I wouldn't have the heart, you know what I mean? I wouldn't have the heart to follow through with actually revealing to my friend Jordan, who is doing the visuals for this, by the way. Thank you very much, Jordan. Hopefully you don't mind my Ian Road Aaron joke. Listen, um, let me tell you what's going to be coming up on this show, if we have time for it, because we've already been dilly-dallying with this top-drawer banter about me drinking. I'm going to keep going, actually. I'm going to get them close to me, actually, here. You don't want to have pints just over there. There you are. That's the Guinness one. That's the old Beamish one there. And that's the old uh, Murphy's there. Lovely stuff. They're all within. This is, this is fucking amazing. I can't tell you how amazing this is. Have a child at home, right? Let me tell you how my fucking day went today, right? As you know, I have a baby, right? And we're feeding the baby food. And I, I, I've already said this before. Having a child is like having, inviting someone over for a little bit. And they just get so drunk, they just knock oil everywhere. They just keep spilling fucking oil everywhere. And so we're feeding them porridge. And I tell you, I, dro I dropped a whole fucking bowl of porridge today. I dropped an entire, the gloopiest. And I don't know how to clean things. I do not know. They don't tell you that. And so you just look, you just look spoiled. You just look spoiled. And I told my mom, I was like, what do you do when you literally drop a bowl of fucking porridge on the ground? Like, is it a liquid? Do you put it in the bin? Is it going to leak? Do you put it in the sink? Is that something I have to worry about now, fucking clogging me sink with porridge? So I dropped it. It's got all, you know, as soon as you put it together, it turns into fucking glue. Um, and, then, and then while picking up the porridge, I fucking pulled a muscle in me back. So I'm just saying this is amazing here to just have a nice evening away from the child, to be drinking three pints in a single hour um, government-funded <laughs> government uh, performance scheme. Anyway, let me tell you something else I did today. I went out, my ma, my, ma, my wife, <laughs> Freudian slip there. <laughs> I want to fuck my ma. Um, no, uh, I don't. Actually, do you know what? I especially don't because she gave me some shite advice about cleaning up the porridge, right? Do you know what she said? She said, you should have put more porridge. You should have, put, you should have poured more porridge on it. And I was like, well, how would that work? And she'd be like, it would make it into like a solid. And I know she meant dry oats. But if my wife got up and saw the porridge all over the floor, I'm just fucking pouring more porridge on it to be bloody bedlam. Anyway, my wife left a bag in the gaff today. And she, hearing my own voice telling these fucking shite stories is just insane. I'm not saying change that. I'm not saying change it. I'm just, you know, it's literally like the actual voice in my head. Telling me that I'm unfunny is what I'm literally hearing echoed in the fine establishment here in Cypress Avenue in Cork. Um, now, my wife left her bag. Uh, my wife left her bag uh, in the gaff, and I had to go get. A, and she left it there, and she gave me a call. She was like, "I'm gonna come around in the car. Can you just leave the gaff and just drop it off?" So I was like, "Look, I'm not gonna fucking put clothes on for this, right? I'm wearing my dressing gown." I have my slippers on. I'm just going to go drop the bag out. I left the gaff in my dressing gown, and I fucking broke the street. Everyone, like, eh, 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 like, lads were going. The one lad beeped at me about 40,000 times and then held on it, like, eh, trying to get my attention. Another lad, right, was walking around with his kids, and he said just so loud enough that I could hear, somebody didn't get dressed this morning to make his kids laugh. And I was like, mate, if you don't think I'm not going to fucking spark you out in front of your kids. <laughs> Hear another thing coming. No, of course I wouldn't. Because you're vulnerable when you're wearing a dressing gown. You're literally one single tie knot away from being in your boxes. And I've got no issue with that. My whole philosophy is, right, I get changed in front of the window, right? And if and I used to always be worried about getting changed in front of the window. And they're like, ah, you were getting changed in front of the window. You're a pervert. I'm like, you're the pervert. 
for looking at me was always the lie. I don't know which camera I'm pointing at now. You're the pervert for looking at me. So I'm a bit of an exhibi- exhibitionist. But anyway, I broke the street. And as well, I had to fucking... T- <laughs> oh, my God. I, you'd, I, thought, I thought this was good podcast patter before I got on this phenomenal stage here. Uh, I also had to thaw the freezer today. I thawed the freezer today, right? That's literally what I'm telling you here while I'm drinking these three pints. But it was a big fucking job, right? I'm not going to say it's something that would sink the Titanic. Here, another Titanic reference there. But it definitely would have disrupted a kayak, the amount of ice that was in the freezer. It would have disrupted a kayak of someone going down the Lee. I was going to say Liffy there, but the Lee. Do you like that one, lads? The Lee. <laughs> there was a shitload of ice in it, and it was so much ice that it actually made the, free, the fridge above it into like an ice plate, right? And so... I, my wife is like, you just need to leave the door open and it'll thaw. That's not going to work. I'm like fucking, Shackleton didn't excavate ice or whatever. I'm like the intro to the thing, the intro movie part of the thing. I'm like, I have to, I have to excavate, right? And so I got this steel spoon and I started fucking smashing away. And I have broken freezers in the past. <laughs> I have broken a freezer in the past. I did one start smacking at the ice and, I, and the, something went loose and I could hear gas coming out of my freezer, right? So that has happened. I'm not saying, so my wife was cautious. So, but I have to, it's the only way of getting the ice out of the freezer. So I start smacking at this thing, chipping away at this ice. And then I'm like, this isn't happening quick enough, right? So I put a hairdryer far enough away that it wasn't, nothing was going to drip on. I wasn't going to electrocute myself. But I left it on and all the water was dripping onto the floor, right? And I'm thinking, it's my fucking floor. Do you know what I mean? I'll clean up, I'll clean up the floor when I'm done. I had to towel down, but there was a lot of water. And then as well, I decided this isn't happening quick enough. So I boiled a pot of water. And I just fucking threw it in at the freezer. I just, there was no, there was no, you know, um, there was no, how would you say? There was no expertise. There was nothing, there was nothing, there was nothing fine about it. I just started fucking hot water at the freezer and it started melting away. And then I got a call because I live above a shop that apparently there was a massive leak. (laughs) There was a massive leak in the shop and it was all dripping down the fucking walls of the shop. And this is after I pulled a muscle in my back picking up the fucking porridge, right? And this was before I went out in the dressing gown. So I fucked it all out. And so I, got, I had to go down and look at the shop. And they were like, is there something going on? And I'm like, oh, well, look, I'm, I am thawing my freezer. Now, there was a fucking shitload of water on the ground. But I, my thought was like, this is on, I'll clean it up. Do you know what I mean? I got a mop. It's my property that I'm renting. I will clean up the water from, and they were like, oh, well, maybe it's not that. Maybe it's because um, it's hot water. And I, and I was like, oh, well, that, then, it's de- <laughs> then it's definitely not me. And I didn't tell them the fact that I was actually fucking uh, pots of hot water at my, fr- at my freezer and just letting it fall on the ground. It's learning curves. You know what I mean? No one tells you how to thaw a freezer. No one tells you how to clean porridge off of the ground. Do you know what I mean? No one tells you these things in advance, and you just have to learn the hard way. Um, I'm going to go for a sip of Murphy's now. Now, here we go. That's up there. That's smoke. That's fucking Flavor Town. That is Flavor Town. That is, that is, you know, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Flavor Town. I already said it. Anyway, moving on. I have some things to talk about here. Um, what are we talking about here? Um, yes, I don't know if you are aware of this. Especially, you would know this if you were a patron of my Patreon uh, podcast, the Bonus Cantwell uh, Shit Show. But I regularly do a format that I call the Tony Cantwell Spin Show, uh, where I spin a wheel. This is completely unrelated to Alison Spittle and Fern Brady's Wheel of Misfortune podcast. Totally my idea. In fact, I came up with it before they did. But what I do is I have a random word generator. 
that I put in on various topics. I've done them on family. I've done them on animals. Remember that episode where I said I was going to beat up <laughs> a load of animals? Uh, that's not this. This is on Christmas. So I have a load of Christmas topics. And again, I'm going to sit here as part of the, what was it, the official title again? The Department of Tourism, Culture, Arts, Gale Talk, Sports, Media, uh, Live Performance, Sports Scheme, and tell you uh, uh, what my hot takes on my various Christmas topics. Um, so here we go. Let's spin the wheel. All right. Hang on. Talk amongst yourselves there for a second. Spin the wheel. Here we go. Candy cane. Right. Let me tell you about fucking candy canes, right? Uh, why, is it always, uh, why is it always sweets? Hanging from a Christmas tree. Why isn't it always say? Why isn't it? Why isn't it ever savory things? Why isn't it ever? Why is it always sweets? And I'm not a big fan. I mean, I like like some sweets. In fact, I will tell you this. I've probably gone. I probably, I probably got a serious addiction now to, to the paste. The pastry game at the moment across across Ireland has really stepped its pussy up severely. And I cannot walk by a nice looking place without getting a nice morning bun. I'm going to be honest. So, uh, but that's a recent thing is my sweet tooth. I'm saying the need to get savory snacks on the Christmas tree. I say, once you get a, fuck, a pack of crisps, just fuck it on the tree. And you'd be eating them all for uh, the rest of Christmas. I think mince pies are shite. <laughs> I'm just visualizing someone walking into this room being like, is this on? I think mince pies are shite, right? I don't like the short crust pastry. I don't like that. I don't like the minced fruit. I think it should all be savoury. I think what we should all be having. But again, I can't stop eating them. Do you know what I mean? I don't like them, but I can't stop eating them. I, you know, you go to someone's cafe, like, do you want a mince pie and a cup of tea? Of course I do. I do want a, a mince pie and a cup of tea, but I don't like it. I don't like the short crust pastry. What I think we should do is bring in the Christmas volivant. And I know you have volivants, but I, mean, I want them to be as ubiquitous in Christmas snacks, the savoury Christmas snack, as you get a mince pie. What I want to see is beer turkey, beer stuffing, Bit of gravy and that, loads of gravy and that, right? I want to see it on a phyllo pastry because it crumbles the nicest, or a spring roll kind of thing. Um, maybe a kind of like a mushroom duck cell kind of vibe, you know, like you'd have in a beef Wellington. And I think that's what we should be having. We should be having that, and we should have, we should be having pints. That should be ubiquitous. I've had it with the candy cane and the sweet treats. That's what comes to mind when I spin the wheel of randomly generated Christmas words and I talk about candy cane. Right, next one. Gift giving, right. Um, <laughs> I tell you what's a shite gift, and I've said it time and time again, whiskey stones, right? They're a gift by people who don't know anything about whiskey for pe other people who don't know anything about whiskey. They're like, oh, no, you actually don't want to have water in your whiskey because it dilutes the flavor of your fucking Jameson that you spent seven quid for. You know what I mean? Fuck the whiskey stones. If you're in a K Actually, if you're in a KK, guess someone whiskey stones just to spite them, right? So that's my, that's my hot take on Christmas gifts, whiskey stones. There we go. Right, next up. Ornaments. Um, let me tell you my ideal Christmas tree. Let me tell you. It's fake, right? It's as fucking fake as the sky. I don't know if you're aware of the uh, Space's fake conspiracy. I'll do that on another podcast. Give me the fake tree. Give me the baubles. Give me tinsel, right? 
Give me the tackiest shit. I want, I want this tree to look like it came straight from fucking AliExpress and is going to be a huge danger fire hazard for the entire neighborhood, right? That's what I want to see. Don't be giving me the blue lights. Don't be giving me that fucking don't shoot up in this Burger King bathroom vibe off my Christmas tree. I don't want that. What I want is I don't want the white lights, the all-white problematic lights, if you ask me. What I want is the fairy lights, the kind of the rainbow lights. I want some decent baubles. I want old as shit clay things that you made in school that you're still hanging on. Actually, I do. The only uh, actually actual decoration that I do like, um, if I can be if I can be a bit cheesy for a second, if I can go fucking Charleville on you for a second, um, when I proposed to my wife, um, we did it on I did it on British Bay, right? And moments before that, coincidentally, we were walking by. She found a little shell. Right, and it was shaped like a heart, and she gave it to me. Literally moments before, I had the ring in me, in me pocket as well, and she normally doesn't even do shit like that. So there you are. Anyway, this is Beamish. <laughs> anyway, here's fucking Wonderwell. Ah, <laughs> uh, right. Next up, Shepherd. Okay. So you got the school nativity, right? I know. I know. If you're a listener of the podcast, you would know that. If I drink two pints now, how does this work? <laughs> how does this work based on the sips? It doesn't matter. If you're a fan of the pod, you would know famously that I was shafted from the role of Joseph in the school nativity play, right? I was meant to be Joseph, but my coward milk toast teacher would not defend. It was across three different classes, and everyone was given their roles. I was given the role of Joseph, but then turns out another teacher, a little blabbermouth, had also offered it to Paul Flynn. I don't know if he's watching. Paul Flynn got the role of Joseph. Now, Joseph, obviously the most famous cook, <laughs> in, and I'm not saying chef, you know, uh, in, in, uh, in history. Uh, it's a fairly nothing role. I mean, nowadays I'd probably want the Mary role, you know what I mean? Back then, there was stuff going on in the school. We had like a gay spot you wouldn't sit in. We just didn't know. Gay people were funny then in the bad way. We didn't know. And being Mary would have, and that was, and, uh, but nowadays, now that we're a bit more open-minded, I would have fucking come out as Mary as a fucking, like a fucking house on fire. No one, I would have been like, the, I would, ah, with the labor pains, even though I didn't ask for that. Like, ah, just fucking screaming. That's what I would have done. Sorry I'm peeking there. I didn't, I didn't say I was going to scream that loud. Um, and I would have went big. Joseph was just, you were on stage for a while. But anyway, I got shafted, ended up having to play uh, a fucking shepherd. So, um, you know, I would have went out there. I'll tell you, I'd go out there like fucking Mary Mary shackles. Those shackles on my feet so I can dance. And I'd be like, we didn't ask for this. <laughs> we want our voluntary contribution money back from the school. Um, okay, next up. Plum pudding. I don't like it. A lot of my friends are like, look, I'm making the, I'm making the pudding this year. Do you want a bit of pudding? It's shy. It's not nice. It doesn't taste nice. Why not? Again, uh, this is just, uh, maybe, maybe just I don't have a big sweet too. Set the fucking chicken on fire. Whip brandy. Don't burn it. You know what I mean? Get a plate of chips and put it on fire. That's what you should be doing. Don't be wasting your time with a plum pudding no one's going to eat, no one's going to enjoy, or a baked Alaska. Something someone's going to eat. Plum pudding shite. I think that's what plum pudding is. Christmas pud. I don't like it. Um, and I, I've never even actually seen this stuff. My, my wife is a... Excuse me. My wife is a Southside Dubliner, and I'd never seen this before. I saw it at Christmas last year. All the lights went off. She turned... We didn't have that. We had trifle, Right? My ma would get the bird's eye packet out. She'd make trifle. And we loved it. She even makes trifle now. I don't like it anymore, ma'am. She offers every year. <laughs> I suppose it's a good opportunity now to tell you, ma'am, I don't want the trifle anymore. Um, but my, um, 
my 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 south side wife um was doing all this the pageantry and it's like but then you have to eat a shy uh like banana bready thing and I'm not into it. That's as far as I thought about it. I'm telling you, I'm coming up with these coming up with these off the top of the dome. Um Away in a manger. So I should highlight here these are um Christmas charades, I suppose, is what this is. Um and this is this is away in a manger is the option here. Um do you know what I always thought? I always thought that um, the story of Christ, <laughs> the story of Christ, like literally uh, there being a star, there being nowhere for him to sleep, and he's born in a manger, would be like that of a Marvel Comics 60s superhero, like Farm Man, you know? Like that would be the origin story of a man who has the power of farmyard animals in a Marvel story, you know? So that's what that's what that's, 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 that's what that's what comes to mind when I hear away in a manger, um, some farmyard man. Wait, all right, let's uh, let's kill some time here. What would his powers be? Um, he would have the wail of a donkey. <laughs> he would have the insulation of a sheep, um, and the the um, milk supply. Of a of a dairy cow, deep, 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 deep. and so he would like Kurt Angle in wrestling, just spray them all with milk. He would be able to go to cold places, and he would have just this horrible wail of a heard uh, heard donkey. Um, actually, do you know what? Hang on a second. What would um, just look in here? Because this was in pa- Bethlehem was in Palestine. Could you imagine? Like, imagine having to go like walk across a desert for the census. Like, nowadays, people put in, uh, yeah, I'm a Jedi. Now, fuck off. I don't live there anymore. Do you know what I mean? That's a census. That's an Irish census. Back then, it was like, I need to go walk across the desert. Otherwise, a king is going to kill me. He's going to find me and kill me. Imagine that, telling your 16-year-old wife. Actually, that's for, you know, it's problematic as it comes, right? Telling your 16-year-old wife, sorry, I know I'm a 70-year-old man. I need to put you and your nine months pregnant on a donkey, and we need to go. Why did she even need to go? Why couldn't he just go? See, it's, this is the fucking loopholes in this fucking story. Um, but anyway, so Bethlehem was in Palestine. Did they what? Did they have donkeys? Did they have sheep? Did they have cows? Not to not to assume Palestinians don't have that now. Um, hang on, Palestinian animals. <laughs> Talk amongst yourself there for a second. Palestinian animals. Uh, okay, what do we got here? Hang, uh, hang about. Hang on, it's loading. Um. Okay, what do we got? The Syrian brown bear. He would have been there. <laughs> why is not? Why is not a thing in a school? The Syrian brown bear. The Indian crested porcupine. Yeah, you see, it's all fucking cows and sheep and goats and all that shit. The fat sand rat. Why was he? Was he there? Uh, Tristram's gerd, which is a sort of um. Which is a sort of gerbil, and then there's another thing called Anderson's gerbil. What fucking white lad was going into Palestine, naming all the stuff after him? The Caucasian squirrel, just some uh, white guy with a big fluffy tail, and the naked mole rat, all up in the kip. But um, I'm telling you, it's fake, fake history that we have cows, dairy cows, in the manger. A friend of mine actually did steal the baby Jesus from um, Fairview Church. I shouldn't have said that out loud. You're not supposed to know that. <laughs> and it was a crime. That's a crime now. Uh, okay, next one. The Muppets Christmas Carol. Oh, 
Look, I love it. Marley, Marley, way. Um, still going back to the Guinness, though. I have to say, guys, I'm sorry. Beamish isn't getting a look in. Hang on. Go back to that. I'm sorry. It's not. I'm not. I will drink it. So don't take it away, Sean. But um, it's Murphy. It's Murphy's or the Ginter now, to be perfectly honest. And it's meant to be something with the hard water of the Liffey and the soft water of the Lee. I don't know. Anyway, Muppets Christmas Carol. So Muppets Christmas Carol makes me think of how I would love to get into the suit of the big furry, the big haggard guy to see what that's like. I would like him to spoon me. I wouldn't want to have a romantic relationship with him, but I wouldn't mind being held by him. I mean, he literally is a plush man, you know, like Mr. Soft, who bumps into the, you know, Mr. Soft from the Softmans ad. Um, but I'm wondering what, okay, say the ghosts of Christmas come to teach me a lesson. What would they, what would they teach me? So... Ghost of Christmas Past. Do you know what Ghost of Christmas Past would probably show me? The Ghost of Christmas Past would probably show me an, a, a happier time when I was doing plume videos. <laughs> Just sending them to my mates on WhatsApp and being, and then, and like, you know, you message people like, ha, 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 thanks so much for liking the video, you know? <laughs> the finer times, you know? Before I just became completely void of all emotion on social media. Um, Ghost of Christmas Present would probably be me literally a couple of weeks ago. Uh, cursing the sky that my friend Kevin McGahern got sent a free Baby Yoda from Disney <laughs> for, on social media. Meanwhile, I literally I just unboxed a PlayStation 5 that I got sent for free. That would be me. That would be like, you know, let that be a rue a to you. Rue to you now. The dangers of your hubris that literally you can still find that you are not grateful enough and Ghost of Christmas Future... You know, I've said it time and time again, is me probably in the boozer, uh, working promotions, doing the whole, you know, anyone want a soft drink? Do you want a, <laughs> you want a soft drink? Is anyone just giving out, working for a Fanta or something? Not to say that's, you know, bad. It's not a bad gig, you know. But, you know, <laughs> that's, that's what the three ghosts um, would tell me. Uh, okay, next up, what do we got? Uh, Good King Wenseless. Um, see, this is what I'm saying, right? I've said this time and time again. You need to bin these old fucking carols, right? Do you know what was happening in the Christmas carol around the time? People put on those like those hats and the jacket that has the collar that kind of looks like the whole half of your body. You know those big things? Christmas carols and they get dressed up and they carry lanterns around. You're emulating a time where when the famine happened and all the Irish fucking were shipped over to the slums of London... And literally lived in, I don't know what it was called, the Rookery? Was that it? The, the biggest slum in London, 1940s, 1948. And literally, like, open, open sewers. Like, open, well, no, the famine was, I was after that. But like, literally, but the, the, no, it was around that. No, 47, Black 47. So, literally, they were living in these, like, slums that had open sewers, sometimes a thousand people in, across, like, a block of buildings. And you're like, old King Wenceslas? Like, you're not emulating. You know the whole Jack the Ripper thing? Of like, you know, ladies of the night giving eight J's for a glass of gin. It is not a time that I want to emulate. <laughs> and all the songs are fucking shy, right? I'm just saying. To get rid of the tunes, you know, do a bit of, you know, war is over. John Lennon. You know, I've said this before. 
the fact that, look, no one knows the other verses to Jingle Bells, right? Anyone who does is a show-off. They're trying to do something, you know, a day or two ago, I thought I'd go for a ride. Like, no one knows that shit. No one wants to hear that shit, right? Just give me the dashing through the snow stuff. That's all I want to hear, all right? Um, right, what else? Right, is that it? Right, we do that. Right, okay. I think that's enough of that. We move on to something else. How about we have a couple more sips of these pints and we go into the, uh, how about we go into the naughty or nice list for the year in this Christmas pod? Let's do that. Again, I'm just, it's, maybe it's because it's the one closest to me. Hang on, we'll go back to the Murphys now. It's Murphys, it's Murphys or Guinness. Murphy's, I would define as a more traditional stout porter flavor, flavor notes. It is flavor town. Guinness, am I just, is it just Stockholm Syndrome that I'm used to it? Am I now slurring my, <laughs> am I now slurring my words in this government-funded uh, live performance scheme? Look, the fact of the matter is, if people were here, I'd have some games. I'd be doing some music. I would have some audience participation. I would say, you, sir, what is the worst gift you've ever received? Um, you know, I would say, okay, how did you find out that Santa... I don't want to spoil that in here in case there's some children here. I don't know the age of the f phenomenal sound team here. I don't want to spoil that. When did you find out about Santa? I'll be asking all these questions. So um, that's just something to keep in mind. Okay, the naughty or nice list. Okay, here we go. Michal Martin, okay. Hey, you want to join? You know you want to call this doll the bloody uh, the Killeen fucking uh, bin liner conference? That's what we want because there are a lot of bin liners. These guys, although having said that, he did initiate this scheme, <laughs> in which I am drinking three pints. Me, all Martin, bro. They didn't ask for you, right? They didn't ask for you. Unelected, right? In a in a in a in a, in, a uh, in an incredible year, parties put aside to spite the public. Um, but again, thank you very much for the lovely pints and for this. Um, I would have to say you're naughty, Michal. I would have to say you're naughty. You belong on the naughty list. Oh, do you know what, actually? No, let's not do that yet. Let us do... Um, I looked up online, right? And this is a very, again, fucking problematic Google search that you have to look up. Because I'm like, you know the na naughty and nice list, right? Who decides that? Obviously, it's the parent. But parents can be very subjective in whatever they consider... Naughty or nice. So I was looking for the the ultimate list of what defines a naughty child. So I was literally writing like naughty child list. You know what I mean? And it's prob problematic. You know what defines a naughty child? It's all stuff that you do not want um, on your search history. But I did find a list that was saying uh, these are the ten top things that would define a naughty child. In fact, this was a list that was asked uh, for a number of parents to monitor. Right. Uh, I think like a thousand parents were asked by the sun or something. But look, it's, hey, it's a bit of fun, right? A thousand parents were asked to monitor these habits in their children and um, decide whether these children were naughty or nice. Uh, and based on that, they were looking geographically where the naughtiest children are, right? And it was all London. Apparently the Welsh are the, uh, it's a British list, all right? You wouldn't find any naughty children in Ireland. It's a British list. Uh, but all they're all London, and all the Welsh kids apparently were the nicest kids. So these are the ten, and you can play along at home. If you... What will we say? Will we say... We'll do a passing grade, right? No, we'll do... Oh, if you're over 50%, there's ten here. If you're over 50%, if you've 
uh, if you've been victim, I won't say victim, if you have partook in these uh, naughty activities, then that defines you as a naughty child. Here we go. Um, number one, staying up past their bedtime. Look, according to my Apple iPhone bedtime app, I should be in bed at 10 o'clock if I want to get me eight hours because the young fella has me up at six o'clock in the morning, right? It's not going to happen. I have fallen victim to staying up a bit late. Not enough, perfectly honest. You know what I mean? This is the thing, right? I have a little fucking, I have a window of time, right, where I can do whatever I want. And it's up to me what I do with that. But I am literally spiting the person in the morning because I know, like, my child goes to bed seven o'clock, seven or eight o'clock. And I have a window of time where I can, because we're not allowed to have the screens on. I'm not saying that like my wife's telling me that. That's what we've decided. <laughs> what we've decided is we're not going to have the screens on. So we don't watch TV. So when he goes down, that's when we get to get our screen time in, right? And then I also have to mix in that. That's also gaming time, and it's a bit of a fucking hullabaloo getting all the time to get in. It's literally one screen. Um, what was my fucking point? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's up to me. What my bedtime is and what I do, but I yet yet I choose every single time to stay up till one, stay up till two. I'm trying to reclaim that time, but I know, and it and it ruins my day the next day. I go to bed at two o'clock, he's up at six. I've had, I've had four hours sleep. I'm in a strop. I'm an absentee parent. I'm staring at my phone while he's like on his bopper, looking at me to play, and I'm like, just you know, it's funnier than that. I didn't make it. <laughs> It's funnier than that. What a, what a way to describe my parenting. Uh, look, I have been victim of staying up past my bedtime. Right. Sue me. I'm also an adult, but whatever. Okay, that's number one. I got 10% already. Forgetting to brush my teeth. It happens, look, three times a day. Maybe sometimes I forget the lunchtime brush. You know, I'm only human. Sometimes I don't have my Oral-B. Other toothbrushes are available to brush my teeth at lunchtime. All right? It happens. So, yes. Maybe the lunchtime brush one time out of the month. Three fucking times a day. You're joking me. Who was it said this? No, she was talking about fucking... It was Queen Victoria. She was talking about washing. She says, I only bathe twice a year, even when I don't have to. Um, but brushing your teeth. I mean, yeah, you should do it. Like, yeah, yeah I'm just saying. I'm saying via the standard... This is actually... That's actually my problem. I was literally going to say, if you look at the standard of... Homo sapien, caveman, to now. But is that really the benchmark? My wife already gives out to me that I am really have a very low benchmark for where I am. And she even had to say this to me. She was like, Tony, you need to have a higher standard of care for our son than you do for yourself, okay? Because it's, as, you've, as I've clearly illustrated here, I'm like, well, if I was a caveman, I'd get away with it. Okay, we're not, we're not doing that. Here's a little tip for you, though. If you want to brush your teeth, do it for two minutes, right? They say two minutes. And the best way I've found to do that, even during my lunchtime brushing, three times a day, it's essential, is uh, I play Please Please Me by The Beatles. Uh, and if you go online and you go on to Spotify, other streaming services are available. Look up two-minute songs. Unfortunately, The Crazy Frog is two minutes and 57. But if you want to have a good clean, maybe you can play The Crazy Frog. <laughs> Axel F by The Crazy Frog. Um, I listen to Please Please Me by the Beals and I brush my teeth to that. But yes, number two, forgetting to brush my teeth, maybe I might be considered uh, naughty <laughs> for that. Right. Next up, jumping on the bed. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say we're bloody jumping. <laughs> I wouldn't say I wouldn't say me and my wife are jumping on the bed. Um, we wouldn't really be doing any of that carry-on. We have a very expensive mattress from Ikea. She really doesn't like any of that carry-on. <laughs> 
love with it with the mattress. She really likes everything. Very expensive mattress. Um, well, you know, it's the whole what's the use per wear thing, right? I am a cheap. Listen, look at me, right? I am a cheap. I am a cheap bastard, okay? I do not pay for a lot of things. We do have an expensive mattress because we were convinced when, I think we got a voucher for Ikea or something like that, and then we were able to kind of work it in with some of the money we got for our wedding, uh, and we bought an expensive mattress. I was in a good mood that day. We were shopping. She was like, what do you want to go for? I would go for Ultra Soft. Personally, I used to sleep on three mattresses <laughs> because uh, I'm a child of divorce and my man let me do that, right? So I, I used to just bring mattresses home and put them on my bed, and I literally, I wouldn't even say princess on the pee. It would, I would like, I, my back would just fall into it like that. And I know a lot, not a lot of people can do that with their fingers, so there's a little talent for you as well. I would fall into my mattress like that. So I would always go for ultra soft. She is just, like hardwood, as, as hard as the fine polished wood floors of here in Cypress Avenue. This is the caliber of mattress we're dealing with, right? And that's unfortunately now, I've gotten used to it. <laughs> Sorry for getting angry there for a millisecond, but I'm not happy about it. Um, so I haven't been jumping on the bed. I haven't been jumping on the bed. Um, so that's a good. That's one. So it's only two out of three so far. Okay. Uh, this is another bad habit of naughty children. They need to change. Look, naughty. Get rid of it. Right. We know what naughty means. Get rid of it. Do not. Not naughty or nice. Do not. It doesn't. You know. Unfortunately, it's been taken over by the kinky crowd, right? We just need to acknowledge that. Let them have it, right? Let them have the kinky stuff and have something like the bad list. I know sometimes it's called a bad list. I think we need to double down on that. Anyway, number four, complaining. I'm bored. Let me tell you something, you little fucking pipsqueak. I fucking wish I could be bored these days. I wish I was fucking lucky enough to be fucking bored. Imagine just a, a minute, just a minute to just sit in a field and be bored. I will never, I will never complain about, just as, Cyberpunk came out at midnight, right, last night, well, as of recording this, I've totally dated this podcast, Cyberpunk, the game, came out, I haven't had a chance to play it, right, because there's always something, let me tell you what I do with my spare time, I clean with my spare time, right, I'm out there hoovering the car, listening to an audiobook, and I couldn't be fucking happier, that is the caliber of my life, right now, right, I wish I had the time to be bored, right, stare out a window, read a book, I will never, ever complain about being bored ever again, um, I'll give the Beamish a shot now, Beamish, I don't want to leave it get out, you know what I mean, I am, little Rudolph over here, you know, Little, join the, here's a little reindeer game for you. You've gone. <laughs> here's a little reindeer game. I'll drink you, you brick. Ah. Then he gives a Guinness, Guinness there with a fucking beam his head. The body. The body of a Guinness with the mind. <laughs> fucking beamish. Uh, okay. Calling my brothers names. This specified brothers. This didn't say siblings. I don't know what gender shit they're going for here in the sun. Uh, I call my brother names all the time. I you call him so my brother is a is a svelte uh, good looking man uh he I've said it before on the podcast he's got a very large uh derriere he's got a very large arse um I've already talked about this in the podcast he wouldn't mind me bringing it up again he used to um I've always called him fat arse because he has a massive arse I have a very famously small arse my arse begins at the bottom of my back and it doesn't really go much from there um but like I was an indoor kid he was an outdoor kid so I would always like you know 
I'd hear the door open. I'd be like, oh, Andy's home, right? And I'd always hear him coming in. And I'd be like, oh, Andy, you're in for the day. And he goes, no, no, I'm just wiping my arse. He used to just come in to wipe his arse. He wouldn't have to poo. Of course, he would poo sometimes. He would literally just come into the gaff, wipe his arse, and run back out. That's how big of an arse. He would have to constantly monitor his own hoop, my brother. Um, so I did call him fat arse. I used to call him... Um, that's as far as I went, actually. Yeah. But I remember one time, uh, it was a great joke. Back when Pokemon was big, I was all like, Andy, the fat arse Pokemon. Uh, and we got a great, great kick out of that. So calling my brother names, yes, I continue to still call him fat arse. Um, he calls me ass Twan, which is a play on Antoine. He's done it for years. Um, okay, so, yeah, okay. Th- three, three out of five so far will put me on the naughty list. Okay, next up. Um... Not eating dinner, never, right? Especially 2020. If there has been something to be eat, it has been it. There has been no plate. I sometimes just sit there staring at my wife finishing a meal and I fucking, I send in fucking daggers to her. I'm just fucking, how dare you finish that meal? I'm just so envious of all food in my vicinity. And, um, and yeah, there has not been, a, there's not been a morsel of food left on a plate. I have fucking... I have fucking packed it away this this Christmas. So um, I am not a naughty child. I have always eaten my dinner. There's also a lot here to do with eating, um, which I'm realizing now as I'm trying to feed my child um, porridge and stuff that this having to fucking force a child to eat. Anyway, I'm not getting into that. We're not getting into that now. Anyway, uh, not eating dinner, not one. All right, so that's... What are we at? Six. I'm at three so far. It was six. I'm doing well. I might actually be on the nice list. Sneaking sweets before dinner time, big time, right? I am a famous secret eater, as you all know. Um, I've just, just in the last two months, I've just been grabbing boosts. I've just been, give me a boost. Just going to the shop, tell Terry I'm bringing out the rubbish. Have a little party to myself. I get a boost. <laughs> I might get a flake or a twirl. Uh, crunchy. I am constantly and I've told you as well about my new bougie pastry habit that I've adopted recently uh, I'm doubling down on eating all the fucking sweets big time have I been eating the sweets before dinner time but also what I've learned is um, you don't actually want to now this is obviously I didn't read read this <laughs> Terry told me this you don't want to be and I'm going to butcher it as well you don't when you're showing a child the hierarchy of meals uh, at dinner time you actually don't want to be saying that anything is bad. So you don't, basically, you don't want to big up dessert, right? Dessert is like you get dessert after you do the hard work. It has to all be on the same level playing field. So as a result of that, we're going to have to start, this is this new parenting kind of stuff. <laughs> new parenting stuff. I'm fucking 33-year-old man. This new, is new parenting stuff. Um, we actually have to eat all the bits at the same time. And we have to be like, if you don't want to eat that, you put that in the no thank you pile. But there's also ice cream there. So if you want to eat the ice cream first, you can. I don't know what shit it is. I would never got away with that shit. I remember my dad sat me down one time for two hours to finish a plate of peas. And he would not take me pretending to be sick. He would not take me, you know, uh, pretending to faint. <laughs> and all the shit that I pulled as a spoiled brat child of divorce. Um, and it was so, you know, he wouldn't. And he would not. My brother had eaten his Vianetta. I had totally taken over the entire evening with this whole fucking peas debacle. Um, but nowadays you're probably meant to feed all the food at the same time so that you know so so are you a naughty child for sneaking sweets before dinner time I don't think so I don't think so we'll give the beamish another shot here 
Uh, talking with your mouth full. Look. Yeah, I do it. I do it, right? Is that a fucking big deal? All this fucking, what's this, you know, the hand in front of the mouth shit. Don't be wasting my time with that. I don't have anything else to say about that. I think that's bollocks. I'm not even including that. Talking with your mouth full. If you're, someone asks you a question and they can see you got a mouth of food, then that's, I'm, I'm deleting that. That one doesn't exist. For whatever reason, I've got an issue with that. Uh, dodging homework. Okay, look. Yeah. Yeah, fucking dodge me work. Yes, I'm literally here in my dream job with three pints on stage while I'm here talking about fucking naughty nice lists, my dream job. And yeah, it's still, you know, I probably was probably late to writing the notes on this on the fucking train down here. Yeah, whatever. I left my homework to the last minute. But that's always been the nature of this podcast, leaving it to the last minute. So I am not going to necessarily say dodging me homework or leaving it to the last minute is a bad thing. You know? It's just the nature. Listen. I'm going to say something. <laughs> this is the fucking, this is definitely the pine stalking, right? I'm going to say something to you as a creative, okay? <laughs> right? Whatever your method, 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 okay, this is definitely the pine stalking now. Whatever your methodology is for creating, you need to appreciate that's how you do it. If you have a crunch time that happens from 11 o'clock to 3 o'clock in the morning, and it's last minute, and it's fueled with you know, <laughs> anxiety and stress, if you've always been able to deliver like that, unfortunately, that might be your creative process, but you don't need to also wake up in the next morning after having very little sleep and curse the fact that you still got your job done, but it wasn't exactly to the people who were able to go into their co-working desk space at nine o'clock in the morning, they close their laptops at four o'clock and that's their work done. Appreciate the fact that you might have been dodging your work, but there's always stuff going on in the background. There's always stuff ticking away in the noggin, right? And don't fucking worry about it. Do not be so fucking hard on yourself. Dodging your homework, I'm also going to delete that. I'm also going to delete that because I actually believe in it. I believe it's part of the creative process. I will not tell my child that. <laughs> no, I'm definitely not telling them that. Actually, that's a very bad habit. I mean, I used to fucking... I used to fucking take... I used to wake up on a Saturday after going to bed with my with like my fucking uh, my school uniform on and put back on my school uniform on the Saturday. That's how late I was to actually just let it all go, right? I know my wife, she would just drop her uniform, she would just do her homework, you know. I didn't know her then, but this is what she would say, and get into the weekend, all the work's done. I was always fucking last minute, Larry. Um, but it's part of the creative process, as I said. Anyway, next up, last one, right? What are we on so far? Okay. Staying up past my bedtime, guilty. Forgetting to brush my teeth. Sometimes I forget the lunch one. Sue me, whatever, right? Um, complaining, I'm uh, jumping on the bed. Don't do it anymore. I'm not allowed because we got a nice mattress. So it's two. Complaining, I'm bored. Never, and I never will. Calling my brother names all the time, unfortunately. Not eating me dinner, never. Sneaking sweets before dinner time. Right, we're on four. Look at that. It's fucking, what's that? Uh, Inglorious Bastards. Dry. Remember he holds up the wrong fingers? Um... All right, last one. Eating with me mouth open. Eating with me mouth open. Never. I actually never do that. And I don't know how people do do that, to be perfectly honest. And I'm a fucking sloppy... <laughs> I'm a fucking... I'm a fucking sloppy guy. But I will, you will never catch me eating with my mouth open. You will never catch me doing that. Right, okay, what is, how does that work? Do I have anything more to say about that? Do I have any more... Top fucking drawer banter to do with uh, eating my my fucking mouth open. Do I have that in there? 
It sounded so fucking South County Dublin there. Top drawer banter. I was kind of doing a bit, but I also heard myself on the old monitor there, and I didn't like what I heard. Um, do I have any more top quality banter on Eden My Mouth Dublin? No, I don't. But look, let's let's work that out. Right. I guess you can call fucking daddy little nice boy. I'm on the nice list. I could have told you that. Actually, I would have predicted I was on the naughty list this year. Honestly, I've been very bad. I've told you about the amount of mega boxes. don't have the mega boxes down here in Cork, but in Dublin, I've been getting this thing, right? It's a pizza box. It's all the fried bits that you get in the Chinese. It's all the it's all the chicken balls. It's it's the chips. It's wings. It's ribs. It's all deep fried. They fuck it in a 12-inch pizza box, give you a curry sauce, and I have been eating this. Li- I, like, you know, I will never have an affair. I realize I'll, ne- I'll never have an affair, right? Because that level is fulfilled with me eating a pizza box full of shit from a Chinese in a car, right? So I will never need to kind of explore any other kink with anyone else. Anyway, let's do a quick naughty and nice list. I did start it. Mihal Martin, you're a bin, bro. Thanks for the grant. <laughs> but we didn't elect you. Uh, uh, give it, let's give it to Mary Lou. Uh, Leo Varadkar. Do you know what's been so funny about Varadkar this year, right? Also, can you fucking believe that the general election was in f- on February 8th? The general election, when you went out to vote, was February 8th this year. Can you believe that shit? And then it was June or whatever, they decided on something. They decided on, hey, let's let's cross this divide. It's the biggest fucking troll divide. Like this, you know, never, like, yeah, and the papers the next day, history made. All the problems have been put aside to spite the, to spite the people, to spite the people, to vote so we can make sure that nurses can't be paid, <laughs> so we can make sure that the mother and child, uh, uh, that, that tomb can be fucking covered up for another fucking 60 years, honestly. But again, Michal Martin, thank you very much for the grant, um, for the um, for the performance thing. Ah, uh, that's Beamish and Murphy's. Um, Leo Vratker, tell you what's funny though. Given the fact that we were there in February and we were like, Leo, bro, you know I like you. Well, not really, <laughs> but you know I kind of think you're all right. And you were hanging out with Justin Trudeau, and you're wearing nice socks and all that. You got to go. Everyone in February was like, Leo, you're a fucking Tory. You fucking butchered the, uh, you butchered the health system, right? How, as a responsibility, as a, pr- as, 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 a, as, a, as a practicing doctor, well, not for a while, how could you do so much damage to the, to the uh, to, or how could you not reinforce the healthcare system as much? You're like, get him out, get that Tory guy out. And then it's also Brexit's happening. Make sure there is no hard border, never a hard border. And then coronavirus happens and Leo goes out on Paddy's day and he's like, wasn't he great? Did you hear he's practicing medicine again? Isn't he just fab? Isn't he just great? Maybe they maybe they should put a border. You know, if they're being all laissez-faire with the rules up there, maybe bring in a border. It was a very interesting thing to see. Um, okay, I would give you Leo. Do you know what, Leo? I'll give you a nice. You were on you were on the arse end. You were on the arse end. You kind of did a whole thing, which was like, look, we're going to give everyone a shitload of cash because, to be perfectly honest, we don't have to fucking deal with the brunt. We're no way Fianna Gael are going uh, to get uh, elected again. Um, so you're, I'm going to put you on the nice list. As I'm sure you can tell at home, I'm not used to political commentary. <laughs> I'm not used to talking to... I, I, I don't know why I added these people to a naughty nice list. I should have maybe done some wrestlers or Pokemon. Do you know what I should have done? I should have had a fucking list of Pokemon and told you if they were naughty or nice. Uh, Charmander, naughty. He's not very nice to Ash. That's what I should have fucking done. Uh, the Rock. The Rock's Mr. Nice Guy. Nothing's ever going to come out about him, and I want it on video that I stand by The Rock if anything ever comes out about him. He's a very nice guy. Um, 
But he had COVID. This is a guy who had COVID, yet was still able to fucking rip the gates off of his own house. I don't know if you saw that video on Instagram. Uh, I would put him on the nice list for doing something like that. Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion, naughty, I would have to say, for sure. Um, but in that case, is that means good, because they had a fucking banger of a tune. Let me tell you about fucking John Favreau. John Favreau. John Favreau, for me, is MVP of 2020. This guy, obviously, creating The Mandalorian, the best thing to happen to Star Wars since... Empire Strikes Back? Will I say that? Could I be so bold as to say that? I would stand by that. I think it's the best thing to happen to Star Wars since Empire Strikes Back. Did you see fucking Boba Fett? How good was Boba Fett? No spoilers. But John Favreau, right? What he has done. What he's done in general, right? This is a man responsible for the MCU. This is a man responsible for, obviously, The Mandalorian. All the, the good Disney live-action ones. I wasn't a big fan of The Lion King. He's also a big fan. You know, he's also got that show Chef on TV. He just seems like a universally nice guy. I even saw him on Binging with Babish, which is my favorite cooking show on YouTube. And he was talking about macarons. There's an episode of Mandalorian where Baby Yoda's eating some macarons, right? Or macaroons, whatever. doesn't matter, right? And John Favreau is saying, um, I really wanted to make something that wasn't a macaron. It was kind of a single cookie. So it looks like a macaron in the show, but it was actually like a single cookie. Because he said, in reality, macarons are quite expensive. And he didn't want kids going out there asking their parents for expensive fucking mac. This guy is probably worth fucking 200 million. And he's still conscious enough to have a prop in a show that kids are going to want to emulate and making it cost effective for him. Um, why am I fucking talking? Why am I talking about that? Why am I fucking talking about that? Um, well, look, we've established here on this show who the naughty and nice people are. We've established that I am nice, that Michal Martin is a naughty guy. We've established that Guinness... Do you know what? I gotta be honest. There's something in the water. There's something in the water, and it's Murphy's. Murphy's gets it. Murphy's gets the W. For me personally, close second Guinness. I'm just not a fan of Beamish. It is just. It, it, I, I have, it, as I said, it is like the episode of Buffy where they're all mute and no one can speak. It is mute in terms of flavor. So we've established that. We've established naughty nice list. So what I ask of you now. It is now the week of Christmas. I would like to say something to you. Thank you very much for your very kind, continued support of this podcast. Thank you very much to the Department of Art, Tourism, Sport. Uh, there's loads more. Culture, Gale Talk, uh, Media, and a few other things. And, of course, to Cypress Avenue here uh, for having me. The finest venue you'll find in Cork. Let me, let me ask you something as well. When things open up here again, Cypress Avenue have the best gigs. They have the best gigs in Ireland. Wait till you see who's playing there next year. You want to check it out. So thank you very much for that. And I'll leave you with this. My fine Elf on a Shelf Christmas tune. I am just a little elf sitting upon a shelf. Have a Merry Christmas. I'll see you next week. All the best. <laughs>